I'm sitting here in the ER um, because I need some medications and it's off hours so I'm having to wait like crazy. I've been here for like two and a half fucking hours. But as I'm here, I am taken back to a place where it was very dark. It was hard for me to really see the light. Um, I had just gotten done with the seven day meth binger and as you may or may not know, when you deal with meth, you deal with sleep deprivation. When you deal with sleep deprivation, you deal with chemical imbalances. When you're dealing with chemical imbalances, you're dealing with depression and things of that nature. And I was in a depressed state. I felt really hopeless. I felt like I am never going to be able to kick this habit. And I actually tried to overdose on my sleeping medications. Now, it didn't work, but I knew well enough to come into the VA hospital and seek guidance of a counselor of some sort. So I came here, I told the counselor what I had just tried to do, and god damn it, they put me on like a 72 hour psych hold. So bitch, now here I am. Here I am at the damn VA hospital in the ER. Oh, hold on. Loud ass fucking people in the ER. Oh man. Anyway, back to the story at hand. Um, I'm on like a 72 hour hold. So like at this point, the only way I'm going to be able to get up out of here is if I stay in the psych ward and get evaluated. They told me if I tried to leave, they were going to give me the cocktail have people come out and, and and literally hold me here while they give me a shot to calm me down if I attempted to leave. So I had no choice but to surrender to the process. Surrender to the process and you know just see what I was about to experience which was <laughs> it was definitely an experience that I will never ever forget. So, allow me to go ahead and tell you what I experienced exactly. It was this nondescript wing of the hospital that I had never even paid attention to before. And immediately, when I got there, they made me take off all of my clothes and I had to wear like, it looked like nurse scrubs. And I was walking around in like these socks with grips at the bottom. Um, they had like a common area room with the TV and some books. Everything was plastic. The chairs were plastic. You couldn't have your phone on. You couldn't have anything bigger than a fingernail. You couldn't have any laces on you. I mean, it was literally like jail at the worst. And at the least, it was like an old folks home. And I am here with literally old people and people who have either attempted suicide or has had some type of psychotic break. People whom I can visibly tell, okay, there's something mental going on with you. I'm sitting right here amongst all these other people. And I was like, oh my God, Andrew, what did you get yourself into? What the hell did you get yourself into this time? So, I said, well, God damn it, I might as well find me a book to read because I don't have any other means of, like, of, of, of goddamn entertainment. So, I found me a book. It was World, World War Z. 
Um, I had seen the movie, but I had never read the book. And I literally finished that book in like the whole 72 hours that I was there. I didn't have anything else to do. Hell. So, let me tell you about the first night. First night I get here, I get into the room that they assigned to me. is me and another person in the room. This old-ass white man. And immediately, this motherfucker smelled like shit on the stick. I said, you know what? Me knowing how sensitive my nose is, I'm not going to be able to sleep in this goddamn room. So I pulled the head nurse aside. I said, um, I don't mean to be a bother. I don't mean to be difficult. But, um, this isn't going to work. And I'm up to my five minutes. I'm going to do another five minutes to tell you the rest of the story. Okay, so part two of my time on the 72-hour psychological hold or evaluation. So I told the um, head nurse, I said, look, I cannot deal with this man's smell. My nose is very difficult. I'm not trying to be difficult or anything like that. What can be done? She says, are you rooming with Mr. Um, like Bernholtz? I said, yeah. She says, say no more. I understand. Baby, when I tell you... That motherfucking morning, they had him switch to another room. I said, okay, work, bitch. It helps being able to motherfucking communicate and speak with a level of motherfucking cognitive <laughs> competence. So, again, we would wake up at like 5 o'clock. They would do vitals like three times a day. So three times a day, we have to line up and have our vitals taken. And then in the morning, they wake you up, see what medications you're on, give you those medications. And then before you go to bed, they would again make everybody line up whatever medications they had to take before they went to bed. They would take those medications and then go to bed three times a day. You had your meals. Uh, I want to say breakfast was around 6 o'clock. Um, everybody would line up, they would hand you a tray of whatever, um, and then, yeah, between, I mean, life was vital to vital, meds to meds, meal to meal. That's how, that, that is what life was reduced to during that time. Um, in between meals, I didn't really want to communicate with anybody because I already knew looking at people and seeing how they were acting that I wasn't necessarily in the right place. Um, I was encouraged to go to some of the group activities. They had this group activity that was like how to avoid a fall and when should you not walk around and and, and and how to use handrails. I mean, it was the most basic rudimentary bullshit. And honestly, I felt quite patronized. And I felt like, okay, this is going to do nothing but exacerbate my reasons for being here. Because they're not speaking to any of the issues that I'm having. The group activities were not speaking to math. They were not speaking to depression. They were not speaking to... To, to how not to be triggered they were not speaking to any of these things so I'm like okay I'm clearly just not in the right place I'm, I'm just a victim of, of 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 these of the circumstances that I put myself in I'm not even going to say a victim because I caused this motherfucking issue so people would come and go you would not get any kind of notification you would just look up and bam there's a new person there so that 
second night, a new person was in my motherfucking room, right? So this new person is making all this goddamn noise. Ma'am, 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 ma'am. I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? He would toss and turn and make that fucking noise all goddamn night. I said, oh, God, good God, I can't do this. Um, nurse again. So, complained again. Next thing I know, I got my own room. I'm like, oh, bitch. Okay, a bitch coming up in the world. Finally got a piece of the pie. Got my own room, which was cool with me. But, you know, again, you look up, it's a new bitch. Um, so, you know, nurses will come and check on you, like, three times a day outside of the vitals, outside of your eating, outside of your meds. They would just open the door, look in, make sure you won't, I guess, trying to kill yourself or nothing. One particular, I want to say the next day, the third day, um, this one lady was standing in line behind me to get her vitals. All of a sudden, she's like, stop it, stop, stop. Stop! She's yelling at the top of her lungs. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this bitch? And she's looking at the lady that hands out the medication. And the lady's like, I'm not doing anything to you. Stop it! You won't let me use the phone. I'm like, oh, girl. I looked back at the woman making all this noise. She looked at me with this look that said, I will slit your throat. That is when I knew, okay, I gotta get myself up out of this motherfucker. I called a group meeting with all the motherfucking counselors. And I was so savvy I commanded the full the full damn it I'm fucking up my words now but I, I, I spoke with enough savviness and with enough command of the full English vocabulary that I got my ass up out of there that afternoon okay so basically I had called a group meeting and again I conveyed how me being there is not speaking to any of my issues that my attempted suicide was a direct result of a chemical imbalance which was a direct result of a full seven days of being awake which was a direct result of methamphetamines um i was not of sound mind sound judgment and you know being in this situation where I basically had to jump when somebody else said jump, where my meals was dictated, my every action was dictated by somebody else. Um, it was literally no freedom at all. And, you know, between listening, looking at other people, and the smell, the overwhelming smell of urine, might I add, that just permeated every facet of the hallway of the facility that I was in. I said, you know what, bitch? In hindsight, my situation is not that bad. These people lack basic rudimentary skills. They lack life skills. And here I am, thinking about throwing away my life, all because of a little drug, because of, 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 not being able to say no or not being able to just you know arrest those thoughts of wanting to use and going in a different direction so i explained these things to the group of um of, of therapists and psychologists that that i was meeting with and while some wanted me to stay longer others were like okay we're going to see if we can get you out of here i ran the risk of having them 
um, petition the judge, and the judge saying, nah, bitch, she stays longer, but I said, I'm going to take this risk because I don't think I, I can't be in this motherfucker any longer. It's been 72 hours. I need to go. So I waited. Then I got word, okay, my shit was approved. They gave me my stuff back, my clothes, my phone, my, my everything, and, you know, those three days felt like a whole week. Um, I got out a lot quicker than my friends or family thought I would, because, of course, I told them where I was, and, you know, my brother had planned on coming to visit me and everything, so I got out a lot quicker than they expected me to, and, um, suicide isn't a viable option anymore. I have too much to live for. I don't, I want to say that my fears now is dying before I have come to do what I am called to do on this earth. Bef that I die before I reach my full potential. That I allow life to slip by without me taking full advantage of whatever resources may be available to me. That I die without stepping outside of my comfort zone and being the best version of myself. Those are now my fears. Um, I got too much life to live. I have too much inspiration to give, goddammit. I can't, I can't, I can't tap out right now. I can't, I can't. Um, so yeah, that was my time experiencing a 72-hour psych hold and how it caused me to rethink a lot of, of bad choices that I've made. How it's caused me to have a whole different perspective on suicide and what I'm willing to live and die for. Um, I want to say that it was definitely needed and just another experience in my life that I can say not everybody goes through because I've been through some shit that not everybody can say that they've experienced. I have had a full life so far and I am excited and ready for what else life has to throw my way that I know I'll be able to overcome. God damn it. I'm ready. Let's get it.